Oh, yeah. Here we go. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. Boom, it's Rusty. There he is. You guys, welcome to the Public Access Podcast on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network. My name is Rusty Diamond. I am your host. And much like Jeopardy, unlike Wheel of Fortune, I am the host and not the star. The star is the guest. You know, shout out to, to Alex for that one. So... We can go on a Jeopardy tangent if we want, but I'll save that for another show. But it's Thursday. It's a good day. This is my first of four podcasts today, so we're going to get into it. You guys are going to get some stories. You maybe get to see a new part over here that I'm going to fill in some space on the wall, make it a little crazy. But you guys, thank you for being here. and checking everything out and this show is brought to you by stoner eats this is brought to you by sock em up this is brought to you by hardcore on hardcore entertainment and hypnosis is great so here we are we're gonna go and bring in our special guest today our special guest today is chocolate yoda how you doing hey what's going on rusty Oh man, just loving it, loving it today. It's uh, can't go wrong. It's it's a good start to the day getting on here, and I like this time slot. I wish I could do an earlier time slot, but being on the East Coast, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to do anything. Like it's, it's seven o'clock on the West Coast right now in the morning, so. There's not a lot of people who are going to want to do six in the morning or five in the morning if I went earlier, but so I figure this is kind of the earliest one I can do and still be okay. And then if people are in, you know, Europe, uh, like, I don't know, three or four o'clock there or so in the afternoon. So it kind of is a time that can get anyone, but um, so where were you in the world? You were, I'm, I'm on the East coast in, uh, uh, the new york area oh okay so you're close then that's easy easy right there okay um yeah easy easy time zone uh switch in there and nothing to worry about with that so yeah, not a bad idea um not not a bad deal not a bad idea uh, I, I need to get my myself going with learning how to talk this morning so <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there soon enough so you're another podcaster, fellow podcaster here. Correct. So how did you jump into the the podcast world? It's this it's not a great first question because you probably heard this <laughs> one a lot. So I'm just gonna be be upfront with you on that part. But I'm curious 
as to that? Sure. Well, the short answer is uh, blindly and uh, unadvisedly. Uh, but, uh, well, the interesting thing is uh, the first podcast I ever recorded was a true podcast. It was audio only, and it was with two friends, and it was back in 2009. Oh, and, back in uh, early podcasting days. Yeah, and it was one episode only, and we never did it again. And then one of those two friends, um, I tapped uh, back in 2020, and we started working on uh, the Persistent Rumor, right? The Persistent oh, Rumor podcast, and um, we worked on it for about a year. We recorded several episodes just to. You know, it was really for me to learn the technology of it because um, I didn't know anything about, you know, how do you record video? How do you edit video? How do you record audio? How do mics work? You know, what's the best <laughs> way to use them? How do you record? How do you edit audio? How do you sync it up? All that stuff. Right. Right. And then uh, and then there's the graphics part, which is, you know, the thumbnails for YouTube and the logo. I literally taught myself all of that stuff uh, using YouTube wow. University and we hey, launched yeah my guy yeah oh, that's right i went there too yeah that's yeah yeah beautiful okay and, i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you there no i got problem. excited when people say youtube university yeah and uh we launched officially uh in march of 2021 and uh his life got a little bit busy so i've uh we we did i believe 23 episodes together and i've been carrying on on my own since then um and um uh, even though this isn't part of your question, I will share this, uh, this one thing. It's so much more fun than I ever imagined. I actually love doing it. I have become uh, a person whose inner nerd is on full display. Uh, I actually do uh, graphic design for relaxation now. <laughs> so what is graphic design for relaxation? Because uh, that could be something I may be interested in. Well, so I uh, taught myself how to do graphic design for the purposes of the podcast. But then what I realize is I, I wind up uh, creating something, even if it's the same thing, like I have the title of my podcast, The Persistent Rumor. I have uh, initials for it, which is TPR. And I tend to do variations of either one of those two things, and sometimes both together, uh, every day, just as part of my regular day, which is something that I never anticipated, but I truly enjoy. So, uh, so then with your graphics that you're making, are you doing that on, on Canva? Canva is usually somewhere they, that YouTube University suggests to do for graphics or are you are you a higher tier and using uh some sort of adobe product or uh what, what's your your style with that so your 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 question is in the realm of of where my answer is i i use canva for some quick posts uh i i have templates that i do for different things like i have a random thought template i have a quote of the day template um, and I have this thing called overheard, which is something that I invented, where I'll hear something that either someone says or something from television or in a song lyric, and I'll put that up as a as a quote. Um, 
that's what I use Canva for. But for the actual graphic design, I use something called Inkscape, which is the free version. Well, nice. it's a it's a free program that challenges Adobe Illustrator. I don't Ooh. like paying for stuff. <laughs> Especially when there's the free version of it. Yeah. And, and, and there's so much called? robust free, um, uh, free software that in some cases is equal to the paid version. And the name of it is Inkscape, one word, Inkscape, Ink okay. and scape as in escape, but yeah. All right. Yeah. I, uh, that's something I, I can always use a little extra help with. Uh, that's, that's something that's important. And, being able to find those free versions of anything. Um, yeah. And by the way, if anyone is interested in, in using any software and you don't want to pay for it, just put in the name of the software and then followed by the word alternative in your favorite uh, search engine. And you'll find plenty of alternatives that are free. Yeah. Like uh, even with, uh adobe premiere pro which is the kind of it's not really the standard for video editing but it's it's pretty darn good but then now there is uh da vinci or uh mm -hmm. da, vinci da vinci as Resolve. if uh you got yeah. uh those guys uh long story about about that one but um so what were we saying about da vinci no, it's uh, called DaVinci Resolve. That's the oh. that's the whole name of the uh, software. And yeah, it's a it's free software, and it's made by a company that does uh, software that film producers use. So it's a very robust software. Quite frankly, I haven't been able to figure out how to use it. It's yep. not exactly intuitive, but um, eventually I'll sit down and and uh, learn it. But you know, the the stuff I use works. It it does what I needed to do. Yeah, that's kind of what I found out with with DaVinci Resolve. It was really hard. And like, so I only maybe, I guess once I stopped making it and put it on computers, I was using Windows Movie Maker, which mm -hmm. is, you know, bare minimum. Just But it works. It'll it, yeah. do just, it'll do most of what you need to do. Yep. I didn't need to do anything too fancy. And so mm -hmm. I used that until it was done and i mean i was able to maximize pretty much every aspect of that i didn't feel very overwhelmed as i do when i open up davinci resolve and there's ten thousand different things it was like looking at a um you know uh a sound you know uh, like a board uh to with all the uh like a i can't think of the word right now um you know, something even like this, but like on a much bigger scale with all the, you know, plugins in here and put the dials at different levels mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff. But then it eventually it's, it's fairly straightforward and, and simple and intuitive, but DaVinci Resolve, I just haven't got to that place yet where it is. And so I ended up using um, Magic's, M-A-G-I-X music or movie maker, because I used to do a music version of that um and it, it's very intuitive and simple and it's not very held in very high regard to the video editing world but 
it does the doesn't same matter. job that if, I need. If, yeah. if you're getting the results you want, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about what you're using. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of how it works with me. And I mean, that's how it was with a lot of, uh, a lot of the music and stuff. And so with that, then where are you with AI and AI with creative projects? I've only done one thing with AI. Um, well, that's not true. I, I did two searches. Uh, one, I, I tried an image uh, for Chocolate Yoda, which is spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H because film studios are litigious. <laughs> and uh, uh, that uh, yeah. was kind of interesting what it came up with. Um, and um, I, the second thing I did was I put in the name of my podcast, The Persistent Rumor. And it came up with a marketing piece that honestly was very impressive. And, and I've been told that I'm a good writer and, and uh, I do enjoy writing. And I, I wouldn't say that it was exactly how I would have written the piece, but it was very impressive. It, it, cause I've, I've done a lot of content at this point. I have over 200 videos that I produced wow. and the, so it, you know, it, it just went through the internet and found uh, the, you know, the descriptions of my videos and all that kind of stuff. And then it mashed it up into a few paragraphs. And I was very impressed by it. And, you know, to broaden out your question, in general, uh, AI is just another thing. I, I you know, I, I did a short piece on this recently, you know, there's a there's a long list of things throughout history, that people have been terrified of. Uh, trains, planes, automobiles, telephone, telegraph, um, rock the and internet. roll music, the internet, um, uh, 3D stuff. I mean, it's e even uh, uh, cassette tapes and CDs and DVDs. You know, there's always someone to say that, you know, the end is nigh whenever there's a new piece of software or or technology. and you know, any tech now, almost everything in the world has the capacity for something negative. Like the air that we need to live is also simultaneously killing us. You know, we need water to live, but if you drink too much water, you die. So that's just life, right? So there's, there's you know, Oppenheimer, when he saw the results of, uh, you know, his bomb, he said, I am become death. You know, he, he quoted the Bhagavad Gita, which is kind of deep, but, you know, the I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. So and Einstein said of atomic energy that he wished that he had remained a patent clerk. So listen, it, it's here. This is what humans do. We, we manipulate our environment to a greater degree than any other species. And we come up with stuff and, you know, it, it's here to stay. So. Uh, are there are there going to be negative consequences? Yeah, we're going to be able to fake stuff like uh, at a level that's never been seen before. So I would say whatever you hear and see from now on, just assume that it's a lie. <laughs> right. You know, if it's presented by mainstream media, and I don't mean that in a paranoid way, I mean, just, you know, if if you're watching television or you're on a popular website and they're saying, this is a thing someone said, or this is a thing someone did. You can assume that it's fake, and you're probably going to be right at certain times. 
So that's it. That's the big consequence that we have to deal with with AI is that it's going to be really good at faking stuff. Yeah, and I mean it. It already is. It's yeah. uh, it's done a great job at that. And um, it was it was interesting how it all got kind of released out. And I guess with what happened when in November when ChatGPT really kind of took off, what happened in two weeks? Um, they had to basically stop it all. It went on to quantum levels past of anything we could fathom of how they can use AI technology and just had to like stop it and just say, okay, we can only release this much out to the public now. But then whatever's released to the public means that probably media, you know, media of sorts has had it for years. And um, so, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't believe a lot of stuff that I see or hear or I mean, even even how easily a story written by AI could circulate so fast just by someone saying something and passing that along. But I yeah, think, and, and by the way, pardon the interruption, but this has been going on since way before AI. So, yep, you know, so yeah. what? Oh, we can lie better. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna lie any. You're lying anyway. So, yeah. yeah may as well uh just go with it and it's it's been interesting uh to kind of see where things are going like with the video being able to uh type type in what you want and have it produce a, a video yeah. output of what's going on is pretty yeah. amazing and i saw a video with um Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins talking about it. And he said, I mean, there's going to probably be a good amount of crap that's coming out, but it's also giving people who don't know how to do something that have the ideas, but don't have the skill set to be able to do something to be able to create things that, you know, would never have been invented or you know, brought over towards to have someone else take that idea and run with it. And mm. I thought that was kind of interesting. And I think that it's, yeah, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to definitely get a lot of people making a bunch of new innovations. And then with, you know, with music is so, simple and like so many of the things it's just been really hard to let it go and like understand what it's doing to as like a creator of so many things and just seeing what ai can do but on the other hand i'm thinking holy shit, what can AI do? What can I put together now that I have this knowledge of how to do this stuff and now I have something to help me and be yeah. able to do this stuff that I never thought I'd be able to do. Even with uh, with SEO stuff for writing descriptions for my, you know, my uh, YouTube videos or for 
uh, these podcasts or anything like that. I mean, that's something that I, I had no clue how to do. And now I can just tell it, hey, act like a, an SEO expert and a marketing genius. And please write me. And I always like to be very polite with, with AI and say please and thank yous and (laughs) (laughs) stay on stay on the good side and sure it's it really just opens up a whole like i don't know yeah i don't know people are scared but yeah it's something that's that's here and it's more exciting i i mean i see it as just exciting of how much more innovations can happen and um well it it is a, it's a little sting a little sting of i've spent weeks and months doing something that can be done in two minutes uh but at the same time it's like well now i can do that and i can do that you know 30 40 times before right. what would take me but so 20. much technology makes that true and you just gave me an idea for what i'm going to try next with ai yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to find a woman that doesn't make me miserable i, I so are you talking like uh putting in the uh specifications into the ai and saying that this is not working for me but this is please come up with a type of uh woman i should be approaching or i should put into a if you're doing online if i should put this into a dating profile to avoid these kind of uh negative instances i've had before to be able to come up with something that would be more in line with what you're going for sure i mean no, I, I was just joking but sure why not I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, you can now. Yeah, no, I, you know, you, um, you, you talked about the, uh, the idea of, um, the, the, the sting of being able to do something with this new technology that used to take you so long to do. But I mean, how much technology is exactly like that? We have cars. It used to take people three months to get from one coast to the other. And, you can do that in 60 hours of driving now. So, you know, we have phones, you used to have to walk and find someone to talk to them, you you know, I mean, so it's again, to me, it's, it's just another innovation. I think that because it's new, and it's shiny, we're paying attention to it. But it's going to get boring very quickly. Um, you know, you mentioned something that sounds pretty significant, though, it got to the quantum level. Well, the quantum level is theoretical. So who cares? You know? That's a good point. That's a good point. And so then it just I I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm excited to ride the wave with it. And and think about this, too. Like, eventually if quote unquote everyone is using ai to do these tasks it's going to be the same as no one using ai to do these tasks yep you know it's going to be the status quo and it's not really going to it's there's there's going to be a short window where it's a differentiator for anyone and, and it's probably the pioneers which means 
the people that have known about it way before the public knew about it. And, and, you know, and again, I, I, I'm not trying to downplay it or be negative about it, but I just, I find it hard to be really captivated by it. It's, it's, it's cool. It's fun. And whatever's next is going to be next. Yeah. It has a bit of, I don't know. It's kind of making I don't, yeah, I mean I've been I've been way into watching every little bit catching up uh I don't know. It's something that yeah, it might just be a shiny new toy. And I mean I with the stuff that I've I like and I do, I become pretty into it for a while and then it's like okay well i guess i'm i'm done with that the shiny new toy uh theory as you were saying and yeah so but for now uh, i'm i'm getting there and um yeah it's odd because i you know thought it would be you know the truckers and production jobs and all that stuff that was gonna be altered first but yeah just this came in and changed everything and like the, you know there's the the writers strike for tv right now going on and a good chunk of that is because of this and you know um i've like i've taken i wrote an outline and the first third of a screenplay and i put that into it and you know had it spit out something and it's pretty decent um also put in a uh, i had to write a book a children's book about not uh, pooping in the pool <laughs> that was pretty good i i had some good chuckles over that one but yeah. and then you know even old jokes that i had 10 years ago um you know write me 10 new punchlines for it and it's like, oh, shit, like three of these are like, they're better than what I had. And <laughs> so it's kind of cool. It'll be, it's interesting to see. But like you're, then you were saying, you know, it's going to become the standard and it's not going to be having that, you know, first little bit. And yeah, the people, but I mean, the people who are going to get rich off it are the people who do it first. But it's also, you know, it's the gold rush and it's going to be the people who are, selling the pickaxes that are the ones that are going to be you know they're the ones that are going to be okay show you know showing people how to do it but i don't know so enough about ai so then let's let's go back to your show i want to i want to know more about your show because um so you took it over then when your uh co-host left were you both recording out of the same place or were you doing um at your place and at, at his place or how'd that work only one of our episodes uh, we did together okay so yeah because i mean yeah once everybody started you know you with covid and all that stuff uh everyone started becoming a lot more okay doing video video calls and uh video conferences and 
it was never even a consideration to do it together. It's just logistically, it, it made sense for us to record separately. Yeah. Or and remotely. I mean, yeah, for a podcast, it doesn't really matter all that much. Yeah. It's not as long as long as you both have good internet. Yeah. And I, and I actually uh, found a way around that. I'm, I'm pretty technically proficient. So I, uh, I completely eliminated the need for uh, us to be connected via the internet. Oh, okay. So are you gonna, you gonna elaborate on that? Or is that a trade I, secret? Sure. No, I can. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably the hundredth monkey on this. But um, what I realized was, if I record myself through video, and I record my audio, and he does the same while we were talking to each other on the phone, then he would just send me his files and I would edit everything together. Okay. So yeah, then, so are you doing, uh, is your podcast audio only? Are you doing video with it or? It's, uh, it's, I, I do both. Um, uh, very often I'll just take the video. Like, I don't even really understand the need for audio platforms because you can just listen to a video, but whatever, right. I, you know? Um, but yeah, I do, I do, um, the original ver version, which, uh, virgin, the original version, <laughs> which goes up to, um, you know, which, which goes online and then I'll just export the audio for that. And sometimes there's minor changes. And if I curse, I'll remove the cursing uh, for the audio version because I don't want to deal with trying to figure out which platform has what rule about it or whatever. So, yeah. you know, and, um, and then eventually uh, I will do a censored version for YouTube. But, you know, whatever, that, that's my process. Everyone has different ideas about how to do it. YouTube, um, I find is uh, inconsistent with not only their rules, but how they apply their rules. So I don't even I, I try not to deal with it at all. Yeah, it's with YouTube is best just to have it squeaky clean as possible. Uh, I've definitely been sitting on three strikes, two and a half strikes, three strikes, two and a half strikes for a while. And it's you know, sometimes yeah, even, even if you keep it yeah. quote unquote squeaky clean, like there, there, I see podcasts where they bleep out the word sex or they bleep out, you know, wow. any, any kind of critical word. So, I mean, first of all, I think America is infantile for having a problem with curse words, you know, bad words. It's capricious. It's arbitrary. It, it is completely illogical if every quote unquote bad word has an alternate version that's acceptable, that means the same thing. Uh -huh. So it makes no sense at all. Yeah. You know, say, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. I mean, yeah, it is the exact yeah, same so if you're saying. If you, so you can say fornicate, defecate, um, uh, fellatio you could say all these words that are acceptable and they mean the same thing as another word that's considered bad that's dumb yeah yeah you, you can't say fuck shit or blow job so uh 
No, I just did. So it'll probably still be, I'll probably still put this on YouTube, but. But still, um, it's, it's, it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous that, that, that is some kind of rule that anyone has to live by. Like, you know, if you're concerned with what children are hearing, that's hilarious. Children are cursing by the time they're five, six, seven years old, but all right, if that's your standard, then don't let your children hear that stuff. Like, right. Whatever it's, it's a, I, I just find that on many levels, America is very infantile when it comes to ridiculous things. Yeah. And I mean, there's been a whole bunch with, a lot of speech limitations within this country and it's tough and i mean it's getting harder by the day and it's but i i don't know i also find it interesting how it's sort of out like you know what what's kind of become more acceptable even just in the last Whenever, let's see, whenever it was that, was it, I want to say it was, was it Tipper Gore that uh, introduced the parental advisory label on the albums? Yes. I've, okay. I mean, even since then, I mean, how much everything has kind of changed with that and, um, you know, how free speech has changed so much. Well, the, the real question is, what did it accomplish? Like the D.A.R.E. program for people who uh, are my age, what did that accomplish? You know, same sort of thing. Now Now D.A.R.E. is about bullying. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not uh, an acronym for drug abuse resistance education. It's just about bullying and D.A.R.E. doesn't mean anything anymore. But I mean, it didn't really back then, but. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it didn't accomplish too much. And the, I mean, the same, people are saying the same stuff. And it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's the same people that are being outraged or if it's different people that are being outraged or if it's a 30-year difference. Well, it's, it's one category of people, and that's stupid people. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, yeah. you know, like, this is this is the one i hate the most the n word so when i say that is anybody confused about what n word i mean no so you know what word i'm talking about what difference does it make if i'm obscuring it yeah uh, that's defecate man that's some that's some serious <laughs> defecation right there <laughs> And yeah, I mean, yeah, you know what the word is. And so, yeah, you're basically it's childish. It's completely childish. And I, I really am bothered when adults act like children. It's like, we're going to pretend that we don't say certain words. We're going to use other words that mean the same things. And like, like, here's, here's another word, like, okay, I'm going to give you some syn synonyms. Okay. Um, idiotic moronic stupid they're all synonyms for retarded i right. can't say retarded but i can say all those other ones that's dumb it's right. just dumb it's yeah it's 
I don't know. So is that, I mean, I, I think the thesaurus has been thrown out fucking years ago. I don't think anybody <laughs> knows what, what one is anymore. And um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, those words are, yeah, they're exactly the same. It's just another one. And you know, the, the, and, you know. the fact is that when you're referring to a person and their mental condition and you say retarded, that is a clinical word, just like midget and dwarf, okay? I heard a midget on television say midget is just like the N-word. I was like, really? Please show me the history of midget hangings, and then right. maybe I'll agree with you, but come on. Yeah, and then... You know, if, if he would have said the, if it was the N word, he would have just said uh, the M word or the D word, or he would have said, you know, whatever he, he would have, you know, said it if it's the same yeah. thing as saying midget. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to just, and it's usually someone getting, upset on behalf of somebody else oh that's the thing i hate the most yeah like if if i if i'm talking to someone and i use the word retarded and they get upset i'm like who are you defending right now you right know, like are are you retarded if you were yeah. you probably wouldn't be offended but you know is like I don't, this theoretical defending of, it's just, it's silliness. And, and it has nothing to do with woke um, being, and woke is not even a new thing, by the way. I, I know everyone thinks it's new. Everything old is new again. Woke was written in a, in an article in a black magazine in 1967. Okay. Yeah. The, the irony of that. New. It's not new. And it just means vigilant. Stay woke. Stay awake. Stay vigilant. That's all it means. So it's it has nothing to do with that. It's just it it bugs. Stupidity is what bugs me the most. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I don't really get angry about too many things. I'm happy most of the time. And, and I am slow to anger. But stupid people. And maybe it's because we let dumb people breed. I don't know what it is, but I know IQ scores have gone down for the first time in 150 years. And and just oh. my anecdotal observation of society would suggest to me that we're going in the wrong direction as a species. And I mean, that should be something that should be a lot more alarming than someone saying retard or yeah. retarded. Like yeah. it's like, hey, the whole the whole fucking society is going in the wrong direction. We need to change that and make people like, you know, we need their people are have a lower IQ. We need to make that yeah. we need to make that better. We need to go in a different direction and yeah. you know, focus more on something of that. And um and yeah, and then I don't know, but that that's a whole different ball game and then with you know with that kind of thing too like we were you know with uh so back uh on in living color there was um there was handyman mm -hmm. and fuck like so many like people were so stoked that they had 
you know, that kind of representation. And it wasn't about like, they're, you know, not fucking, it's like, it's some, there's someone's here. They're like, that's, that's my guy. That's fucking, that's cool. Like, hell yeah. And then it became, you, you can't, there's no way that that would. Well, let me, let would me give fly you a little today. television trivia from, I believe 1973. Um, I, I don't know if I'm exactly right on the year, but I know it was around that time because I saw this on television. I saw Johnny Carson interviewing Richard Pryor. And he straight out asked Richard, oh, you use the word N a lot. And Richard just answered the question normally because it was a normal conversation because it was two adults talking. And there was no outrage, no nothing. So again, we seem to be, and when I say we, I, I, I'm actually loath to connect myself with American society, but human beings are going in the wrong direction. This, this drive toward puritanical thought is wrongheaded. It, it doesn't accomplish anything. It, it, all it does really at the end of the day is create subversion. So uh, what's the point of it? Oh, we're going to, we're going to scrub language. Now, now we're going to scrub history. Now we're going to prevent history from being taught. Now, anything unpleasant, we're going to shield people from, I mean, it's just not reality. And which is when that stuff starts repeating itself. And, you know, once that's erased, then didn't we like, try okay, this before? Wasn't yeah, this tried a over number and over of times. again in history? Like, you know, I, I have this vague recollection of a time when people thought Nazis were bad and now they're back. Yeah. They're they're here. And um and it's also they're I mean, so when I was younger, it was you know, we're we're all just trying to be you know we're all just you know whoever we're all just people like and now it's it's kind of gone away from that and it's when, like, when was that time in history when we were all just people well when we the what we were taught when I, like in the 80s and 90s that's what i was taught and then that's what i thought and it was like i don't care what you do you do that i do this and we're fine but i don't, I don't remember know. that time frame and you referenced tipper gore earlier that was the 80s so interesting hmm okay well so what's your take on that then my take on what well that we're all kind of the same you do that i do this well, I mean, in theory, yes, only one tenth of 1% of DNA separates all human beings. And whether you believe in science, which I'm a big fan of, or you believe in theology, we started off the same, right? There, there, was, there was one origin point, which means literally we're all related. You know, if you read the Bible, there were a couple of instances where the only way that 
planet Earth could have been populated by humans was through incest, right? right? In Genesis, that's true. And then after God uh, murdered everyone uh, with the flood and left just a family of eight alive, again, it had to be incest that, that populated the Earth. Or if you believe in Darwinism, like I do, even though I can't say it, Darwinism, um, then the same is true. There was one origin point. So we are literally all related. Now that's in, that's in theory, that's in science, but in everyday practical application, you know, there are people that are murdering each other every day because of some imagined difference. You know, the Sunnis and the Shias have been beheading each other in the streets for 1400 years because of a literary disagreement about uh, Muhammad's role in the Quran. Uh, in Rwanda in 1993, 800,000 people were slaughtered in 30 days because of a perceived difference. So, you know, wow. what the reality is and what, you know, what, you know, the science is different from the behavior of human beings. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about Darwin too, uh, Darwin was married to his first cousin, I think which is oh almost like Rudy Giuliani he was married to his second cousin oh yeah um it's interesting yeah you think you noticed that <laughs> I heard there's also something <laughs> too that that if you're smelling someone and they have like a smell that's you know not pleasant to you that it's probably because they're closely related to you and it's something telling you scientifically to not try to have fucking offspring with this person. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there are um, uh, chemical uh, reactions in the body, like between siblings, like siblings are generally repulsed by each other sexually. Yeah. Oh, generally. Generally. Yeah. Unless you're Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, right. And then it's like, okay, well. Yeah. Yeah. And he was married to her for 12 years and magically got it annulled. That's nice. After 12 years. Yeah, yeah. So was that a, a new uh a new revision to the marriage law? Or I mean, hey, if listen, you're at one point, the Jim. Catholic Church was uh, was selling uh, getting into heaven. So, you know, uh, anything's possible, right? That's right. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing what what can happen with enough people saying one thing and passing that along. Yeah. And, and uh, interestingly enough. Um, even if a billion people believe something, that doesn't make it true. Right. And yeah, it, sometimes it's, it's hard for someone seeing that a billion people think this way to learn that that is something that can be a lie or not. Oh, not for me. Not true. <laughs> I've never had a problem with that. I was uh, I was actually kicked out of Sunday school when I was 10 years old and it wasn't for being disruptive in the standard way it was for asking questions. Yeah, what what kind of questions? 
just obvious questions like uh, the the straw that broke the camel's back was when they they taught us about confession. They said, um, we're going to go downstairs into the rectory and you're going to go and talk to this priest and tell him whatever thing. And then he's going to say something to you and give you some math equation about prayers. And then everything's going to be all right. And my little 10 year old brain couldn't uh, reconcile that new information with the previous information, which was God was everywhere, saw everything and knew everything. So I raised my hand and said, uh, if, if God knows everything, sees everything and all that stuff, what do I got to talk to that guy for? That's a good point. Pretty and obvious so, yeah, question, I, I, right? And, yeah. and, you know, if your uh, belief system cannot withstand the questions of a 10-year-old, you probably have a really, really bad belief system. Yeah, there's probably a, a bunch of gaps in that yeah. uh, theory or uh, belief system. And yeah, if 10-year-olds are coming at you. And I mean, I got, um, I definitely had a lot of questions about it. And I eventually, like, I would have left earlier if I could have. I think I was <laughs> 13 because um, I, I was raised Catholic and mm -hmm. um they, I think that my uh, think my mom got smartened up by the whoever was running the class because they were going to do the confirmation thing that you know makes you Catholic for life. What you have to choose this as a kid when you're still you know under eighteen and like I so my mom would drop me off for these classes and as soon as she would leave I would walk out the door and walk over to the corner store hang out there until right before it's over and then come back. And then after like two or three weeks, um, yeah, he's like, well, yeah, he hasn't been here at any of the, the things. And then, so at that point, my parents, they were pretty, pretty pissed, but they, that was when I got to leave the church and just be done with it. And right. yeah, I mean, once, you know, as learning about, uh, you know, other religions in school at in seventh grade, I think, and, you know, just like, wait a minute. Yeah, there, there's a lot of shit that's not adding up for me at all. And even before then, I was like, yeah, this, this isn't for me. And so, yeah. Yeah, if kids are finding plot holes, there's probably something to, you should probably be looking at that too. That's one of those things like, yeah, you should probably be focusing on that. Like, the yeah, no, it's it's hard to imagine that there would be plot holes uh, in a book written by people that didn't know what bacteria was. But I'm just a cynic, right? Exactly. Um, so I got I gotta get get going. I got another show here in a little bit. Um, I I enjoyed getting to talk to you, and I not knowing where where we were gonna get to, what was gonna happen. I'm glad we got to where we got to and uh, got to to pick your brain and get to just have a talk about whatever, whatever it is we got to. And uh, so where can people find you on the Internet to view your work and be able to contact you when they need to contact you? You can go to YouTube, 
the persistent rumor. So uh, now YouTube uh, changed the uh, URL. So it's youtube.com slash at the persistent rumor. Which is weird. Yeah, Why is that just, at there? Yeah, it's just uh, that's, you know, it's it's just to make things um, consistent on the Internet. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can you can find me there. Any uh, all, all of my work goes there. Um, with very little exception. I do stuff on the Wisdom app, which is audio only. But um, if you want to find me, you can either search for Chocolate Yoda, Y-O-D-D-A-H, or you can search for The Persistent Rumor. I am on pretty much every imaginable platform on planet Earth. Excellent. Well, hey, um, I'll put that down in the description of of the podcast uh, or video podcast or whatever you're doing, however you're taking this in. Um, so yeah, Chocolate Yoda, thank you so much for being here and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Keep in touch. My pleasure. Thanks, Rusty. Absolutely. Well, that was Chocolate Yoda. Like I said, I didn't know what we were going to talk about. That guy was uh, a good talk. That was, I'm glad we got to do that and got to get into whatever we got into. I'll show in the show notes and you'll, you've already heard this, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, made me think. It got got me thinking a couple of times, which is good, which is good. It doesn't always happen. Not my, not me, not thinking or thinking at all. But yeah, got got me like, huh? All right, okay, I, I see what you're saying. That's good. Um, but yeah, man. So follow Chocolate Yoda and his podcast, um, which I will put the link in the description. And again, thank you for listening to the Public Access Podcast on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN, uh, brought to you by Stoner Eats, brought to you by Sockemup.org, brought to you by Hardcore Comedy, brought to you by Hypnosis is Great. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we will be back soon. So that is the show man boom it's rusty diamond motherfucker boom Ernest! 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 (coughs) Yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right?